0: You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans You are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Locked On Mets, wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Himalaya. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play, podcast, Locked On Mets. For today's show, I'm going to be playing the second part of the conversation I had with Josh Finkelstein, editor for for MetsVerizedOnline.com. In this portion of the conversation, we get into the Mets bullpen, some of the depth issues. Josh has a really interesting take on why it was hard for the Mets to try to overhaul the bullpen this year. A lot of good stuff for you to check out. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. I really need you Mets fans to come on strong to Twitter right now because voting is going to be live today. As you're listening to this on Tuesday... For the player you are most locked on in 2019, again, this is a tournament March Madness style. Jacob deGrom is the Mets representative through your votes. Now it is Jacob deGrom against Eugenio Suarez of the Reds. Suarez is considered a 12 seed in this tournament. DeGrom is number five, I believe. We cannot let that upset happen no Cinderella story on our watch. I need you guys to vote. Jacob deGrom, let's go out and win this tournament. Mets fantasy to come out strong for this. Again, I'll be retweeting this out. You can find it there or directly on the Locked On MLB page on Twitter. Anyway, with all that being said, here is that second part of my conversation with Josh Finkelstein. I guess as we're already talking trades, I'll get to this right now. Which of the Mets young players, J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith, I guess you can throw Mats in the conversation now too. Which of those players would you most like seeing moved to try to address this roster right now?
1: So Dominic Smith would be my choice to trade, to, to fix the roster. But the issue is he doesn't have much value, I don't think, to other clubs in terms of getting something back that can, make immediate impact I think if you trade Dominic Smith to a club that wants him you're either looking at clearing Jed Lowry's salary which at this stage is not really that beneficial when you consider they that most of the top free agents are gone I mean unless if you want to make a late pursuit for Josh Donaldson out of nowhere there's save clearing that 10 million dollars is not that valuable at this point um, the other but I would personally think that J.D. Davis is the best combination of getting you value and he's not too important to the club to the point where it would hurt the team in 2020. So I think I think for J.D. Davis, I don't know if he can headline a package for a star, but he can certainly limit the amount of prospects you have to give up, I think. I think, especially if you're talking a trade with an American League club, I think there are AL teams that truthfully believe He could be a big impact bat in the middle of the order as a DH or even like playing first base or moving around the diamond. Like, you know, he can DH and then he can play third or left or first like two days a week. I think someone like, I think JD Davis is bat is here to stay. And I think AL teams, especially find that very valuable right now.
0: Yeah. And I would be skeptical like you because I would think Smith's more likely to be moved only because I think Brody is really happy with the way that J.D. Davis trade went. Um, it's kind of his crowning achievement right now. And when you watch you know, certain Mets videos with J.D. Davis and Brandon Nimmo that have been coming out recently, sometimes the way that they're marketing the team can kind of give you a glimpse and how they're trying to operate as well. So I agree that Davis might have more value, but I do think that, that he's going to stay put.
1: I agree with you on that. As much as I, as much as I don't want to agree on that, I do. I think that Davis trading Davis now at possibly the height of his value makes a lot of sense, but I, I agree Brody that's Brody Van Wagen's crowning achievement. And honestly, the only move that has, that you could actually officially say has worked out for him. So I think it would be hard for him to say, let me trade the one piece that I acquired that worked out so far. So yeah. I I agree. I think Do- – and Dominic Smith, I didn't even know this until a few days ago. He's out of options, so that's another thing to consider, although I think he would make the opening day roster anyways. But they have a lot of these type of guys who really can't play positions that they're labeled to play. So I I could very well – I expect them to trade Dominic Smith and find a Jed Lowry taker in that deal. That's probably my guess at this stage.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that I've just kind of thought about recently is – If Cespedes is healthy, if Lowry is healthy, and you start counting up, you know, major league players that are on the roster, assuming Guillorme would make the team, which you probably wouldn't if everyone was healthy, you would have a six-man bench on a 26-man roster with, you know, not a lot of flexibility with where everyone can play. So I just don't know if that would make a ton of sense. So a Dominic Smith trade might be necessary. Now, I do want to switch over to the bullpen. Um, obviously Don Batansis is kind of the linchpin here. They bring back Brad Brock and that is it at this point from what they had last year. So is the bullpen fixed? Are all of these lottery tickets and Batansis and Familia and Diaz ever going to come back and be great again? What do you think? So
1: I actually wrote about this yesterday. I think they should add another reliever or they should look to sign some depth options. Because outside of those, the eight arms that are currently slated to be in the bullpen, they really don't have much. Paul Sewald falls out of it, which I guess is nice to have him as depth. But after that, you're looking at guys like Walker Lockett and Corey Oswalt or Daniel Zamora. I don't want to see any of those guys pitching at the major league level for any extended period of time this season. I do have to say this about the Mets' bullpen, and I think this is something that a lot of people are struggling to grasp the concept of or were coming into the offseason is that like people wanted them to just bulk up on the bullpen this offseason and thought that would be the savior of this team. But the amount of guys that they really could actually replace was very few. Think think about who was locked into the bullpen even before Batantas and before Waka. You were looking at Edwin Diaz, Juris Familia, Justin Wilson, Seth Lugo, Robert Gazellman, and that's five of seven or eight arms in your bullpen already locked into place before you made a single move. For people who say that signing back Brock and bringing in Dylan Batantis isn't enough, there's not much flexibility of people you can option at this stage. The only person who has options that you would realistically send the minor leagues is Robert Giselman. I don't see much of a place to add more of, you know, two or three more relievers. There aren't, there's no space for it. If you want to add one, I think adding a Steve Ciszek or a Colin McHugh makes sense. And then you could option Giselman and he could be, provide depth. But after that, you can't add another two major league deals because they don't have, as of now, Waka has Waka or another starting pitcher has to be in the pen. And that puts you at eight men after you add one and option gazellman. So the logistics of it are pretty complicated to add many more relievers on major league deals. In terms of my outlook for the pen, I'd say their floor is pretty low. I mean, we, if things go bad, they can be very bad because if the is injured still, or Diaz is awful again, it, it'll be just as bad as last year. But if Diaz can figure it out, and Betances is healthy and back to what he was in twenty in 2018, that bullpen could be – has the ceiling of possibly one of the best, if not the best in baseball right now.
0: Because then you also still have Lugo in the mix. That would be a pretty devastating back end. One last question I have about the bullpen is right now, Wilson is the only lefty, if I'm not mistaken. So do they need a second lefty in there? And outside of like Daniels and more, I mean, who else would you go to?
1: To be quite honest, I don't think they do. I, I think, first of all, with the three batter minimum coming into play, the lefty specialist role is dead. Unless if you have a top-notch lefty that can get right-handers out too, having a lefty arm isn't really as valuable of a, thing anymore and the fact is most teams do not stack lefties back to back to back so you're very rarely going to get a situation where a lefty specialist can actually come in for a full inning these days so having and I actually think that increases the value of a Justin Wilson because with him having actually semi-reverse split the three batter minimum has like zero effect on him and the Mets are very fortunate they do have a lot of right handers that fare very well against lefties I mean Diaz at his best fares very well against lefties so does Familia Seth Lugo also has had pretty good success against left-handed hitters I don't see having a lefty in the pen being that important anymore so I think having one like Wilson is perfectly acceptable at this stage
0: all right so with all that being said I mean we've kind of touched on all the different areas of the roster is there anything else that needs to be done? Or at this point, do you almost want Brody to just kind of sit on his hands and let this roster play it out?
1: I think they should obviously be trying to make a big move. You should always try to, but if there's nothing there, I think what you need to focus on at this stage is depth. And I truthfully believe that if, this team actually has a legitimate shot to make noise next season, as is. Getting some depth would really solidify that. And I think, truthfully speaking, the state of the NL East really is going to depend on where Josh Donaldson goes. I think if Donaldson leaves the NL East and he signs with the Minnesota Twins, which is reportedly an option currently, I think that the Mets are significantly better than the Nationals going into opening day this year. I think it, I think people will realize just how big of a loss Anthony Rendon was if they can't replace him with Josh Donaldson. So I think the Nationals are less to worry about. I still am very unimpressed with the Phillies, even though they got Zach Wheeler and signed D.D. Gregorius. So I still think the Phillies are the fourth-best team in this division right now. And then Atlanta, without Donaldson, I think they're slightly better than the Mets, but not enough that you should be – that you should be terrified of them and, and crown them the division winner coming into opening day.
0: The biggest difference I see in the Braves and the Mets is just the fact that the Braves have such a great farm system. I think that if you put both of them in the playoffs with healthy rosters, the Mets would have just good, as good of a chance to win a series. But to make it through the rigors of a full season, I think the Braves are set up a little bit better to win the division because of all the depth that they have.
1: I agree with that. The depth definitely is an issue, which is why the Mets really need to just focus on that right now, because if they don't by you're going to deal with injuries and you're going to have unexpected situations arise. You have to be prepared for them as a playoff team. I actually think if, if you put both of them in the postseason today with what they currently have, the Mets actually would fare better because their pitching staff is still a lot better and pitching matters a lot more in the postseason. It's proven in the past. So I, I actually think if the Mets get to the postseason, they're positioned to have as much success as anyone. And I actually think they very well could have had a run like the Nationals did this past season if they just got in. That's in. That really, to me, is the key for the Mets. If you get in, you have a real shot. The question is, can they handle a 162-game season with the depth and questions that this team always seems to come into a season with?
0: One of the things that I keep on saying is they got to get Jacob DeGrom to the dance. Now, one last question I'm going to leave you with, just because I haven't brought it up yet. What are your impressions and thoughts about Carlos Beltran taking over as a manager? How big of an impact will he have?
1: I, I liked the hire. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it my first choice. I I personally thought Girardi or Eduardo Perez were the two best options, but I do like Carl Beltran, and I actually think the coaching staff as a whole is one of my favorite ones I've seen so far. I'm I think the manager is not as big of a deal as the addition of Jeremy Hefner as pitching coach. I think Hefner Hefner's willingness to embrace analytics in a way that and with Beltran they're hoping to make it more digestible for other for pitchers on the team. I think that is a genius approach that I don't think the Mets have really tried to do much in the past. And so I'm very intrigued to see how, how Jeremy Hefner can impact Noah Syndergaard or even Stroman or really any of the arms just to see how they can reach their peak performance. I, I think better days are ahead for much of the Mets pitching staff right now outside of maybe walk because I question what he has left at this stage. but. I, I think the coaching staff as a whole is in really good shape right now.
0: All right. So with all that being said, should it should potentially be a really nice year for the Mets. Let's see how the rest of this off season finishes out. Well, thank you, Josh, for joining me. I really appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. So that will be all for today's edition of locked on Mets. Again, I encourage you if you haven't done so already, Get on Twitter, vote Jacob DeGrom in the Locked On MLB Tournament, and I will have a new episode for you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets.